welcome back to the Classy Chicks podcast. I'm your host, Savannah, and your co-host, Hope, is here along with two special guests. Hi, guys. Welcome back. So we are so excited to have Maya and Cassidy on. Um, If you guys don't know, they have a podcast called The Contraception Pod, and we are going to be recording a very special episode today. We're recording the first half on our podcast, on the Classy Chicks podcast. To hear the second half of this convo, you're going to have to go to their podcast. And then when you go to their podcast to hear the first half, you're going to have to go to our podcast and vice versa. So that way you get to hear a full podcast episode just on two different platforms. Um, But Maya and Cassidy, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. And as always, we just, we love talking with other ladies our age about how we can change the world so yes exactly so before we (laughs) sorry so before we get started um we always have to start out with our glassy and trashy moments so who wants to go first well, do we want to put our guests on the spot like that or do we want to do ours first let's do us first we'll go first hope you want to go first um, yeah, we'll start with my trashy moment. So on last week's pod, we said that we wanted to do a uh, financial podcast at some point. And so uh-huh. then that got me thinking, you know, I'm going to start looking at my bank account and, you know, like really look at it. Like what am I spending? And I wrote down on three sheets of paper, my spending, savings and earned. Um, needless to say, um, I'm spending and I don't even know how because like all of my purchases are under $25. Um, I'm spending. I don't even know if I want to say. Um 70% of what I'm making. So that yeah. is so trashy. Um, that needs to be fixed ASAP. So we are working on that this week and and or the rest of the month. Actually, the rest of my life. But yeah. So <laughs> it's a work in progress. Harsh reality. I thank God I don't have any like expenses or anything. And I never spend more than what I have. But yeah, I'm like, this is not healthy. Um, and that's not how we were created to be. We're not supposed to, you know, we're not supposed to be materialistic. So gotta fix that. Yeah. 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 It's difficult. Trash. You got you to gotta live your life. Yeah, we uh, do a podcast on this in the near future. My trashy moment, uh, my sourdough saga continues. And it, so it's a trashy moment because um, so last week I made this beautiful loaf, right? And I was like so proud of it. I was like, I got this down. Well, our fridge has been like acting up and I didn't realize it, but it's been like freezing things. So I like did all the process of making the sourdough. And then I was going to put it in the fridge overnight. Well, I put it in the fridge overnight, took it out. The dough was frozen. And I was like, well, pretty sure the sourdough just died. So I'm not really sure what to do about that. But I'm still like, it could become a classy moment because I'm still trying to revive it, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's my trashy moment for the week. Now, do you guys have a trashy moment in mind or a classy moment? Or did we circle back through and do mine and Savannah's classies? Um, I guess, you know, I really don't have, like, I really couldn't think of like a huge trashy moment from this week. And maybe it's just because I don't know why, like, but when Savannah mentioned sourdough, my trashy <laughs> moment was I had a really like stressful day on Tuesday, I think it was like it was I had a lot of donor meetings and I was making presentations. And, and then my little sister, she's like, my little sister is the coolest person in the world, but, and she makes like amazing sourdough every single day, like cinnamon rolls, sourdough cinnamon rolls every day. Oh my gosh. Every day. And she just asked me to do one thing, which was to bake her cinnamon rolls. And so I put them in the oven 
and I put a timer on my about phone them. and I forgot about them and they oh, burned no. and, I, and my siblings all got home expecting to have cinnamon rolls and I was like here's the burnt one so that was a pretty no. trashy moment yeah but, like, I think that's valid yeah. that's valid yeah yeah that's the worst though because it just totally Trashy slipped approved. your mind yeah. and then you're like and then you can't reverse that well, it's yeah, not like and you it can cook just, them more and it was terrible because I was like in a donor meeting and I remembered oh my gosh and I couldn't like run like yeah. I couldn't run away from my laptop so I just had that like moment in my mind of like there's oh, nothing I can do about it and I can't do anything yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's terrible all right how about you Cassidy Let's see, I really put some thought into this. And, you know, while we're talking about having donor meetings, a lot of us work in the nonprofit sector here because we're doing pro-life work. And I give a presentation when I'm meeting with potential donors um, because Protective Michigan support raises. And so I met with a potential donor and like, (laughs) I just made like a ton of mistakes on a presentation I've made like 300 times. (laughs) And so I just got so Oh, that's the worst. Yes, I got, so like I was in like a one-on-one meeting and literally this person that I've known since I was a kid and I grew up Protestant and didn't know very many people that were like actively pro-life and she's like the only person I knew who was doing something she ran a pregnancy center and I'm talking to her one-on-one in her office and I just like get to the part of my conversation where I'm going to make the ask natural join my team and I just start like blending all my words together I literally have to like restate things that are really silly and dumb and I'm like what am I doing and she's a very gracious person but I left thinking like wow I sound like a kindergartner I don't know why she wanted to be a part of this team but that was pretty much my trashy moment I was like I don't know what's going on inside but I need to like slow down talk slower <laughs> just like I don't know just I'm a fast grip. talker too so I, I get that yeah yeah for sure oh, oh goodness <laughs> okay classy moment circling um I babysat for my brother and my sister-in-law while they went and found out the gender of their baby which is a girl so they're gonna have three little girls and Aww. I'm really excited for them um yeah and we got lots of babies on the way it's so exciting and um and so I went to watch the girls and now Angelica she just got over like being sick from the pregnancy like you know that like 20 week mark um oops sorry and so it is but like you know when you're sick stay at home mom and you got two little girls like there's not a lot of time for cleaning and I get it my classy moment is that the entire time I was there, I was like moving, um, cleaning, like deep cleaning for them. And Aww. I made soup and what else did I do? Oh, the little smush fell asleep on me. And it was really cute. Um, Aww. yeah, so it was fun. I felt like a woman and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. That's awesome. Yeah. It was a good time. That's awesome. Um, my classy moment is actually, so today, so I work more, some mornings. Oh, so sweet, sweet. Helps, I just helps said- you, sometimes I don't think you remember that this podcast isn't video and audio. It's just audio. And so hopefully like show pictures and I'm like, that's cute. But like, you won't it. It. I just showed a picture of the little smush sleeping on me. So there you go. Very cute. Um, my classy moment was that I work mornings at, uh, early mornings at this coffee shop. And, um, one of the reasons that I work there is because I want to make local connections with Christians in our area. And, um, today I just had this wonderful long conversation with this woman who was post-abortive, who wanted to share her story. And like, she was just saying all this stuff about how it was a God, she felt like it was a God thing that she met me today and that she had been like, like not sure what to do with all this. And so I I connected her with some resources and we're going to like keep talking. But I was just like, this is why, this is why I decided to start working here was because I wanted to meet people like that. So that was my classy moment for this week. 
That's amazing. Wow. And you know, who knows how that can really impact that mom too, because we've talked about in the pro-life world, how part of why repeat abortions happen is because women have an abortion that never heal from it and still believe from the lies that brought them into having that first abortion. So who knows how the conversation she got to have with you must've been really healing for her. And those resources could really change her life. Yeah. And I just really think that there's so much, like, like we always say, education is key. And there's so much that people just don't know that if they're given the resources, they'll go and do the research themselves. They just need the resources. Mm -hmm. So true. All right, girls. What about yours? Okay. Hmm. I guess my classy, this has been a good week, which is why I had a hard time thinking of a trashy moment. That's a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and I have to choose between classy moments. Like, the reason it was a good week, which is probably why, like, this is my, like, it's been a really especially good week, is I went to a silent retreat last weekend, which is just like so good. Like, three days of silence and Jesus and meditations and adoration. It's just like so good. Wow. Um, but like, the main moment, I just, just, this is finally the week where I did all the big asks for like some donors and I got a lot of, I got what I, you know, I got a lot of yeses and things are moving forward, which is really, really good. Um, so yeah. So those are just my, I guess that's just my classy moments in general. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like also like I'm just stalking your Instagram story, but I feel like you got to see your boyfriend this week and that must've been <laughs> or you you flowers or something. I that didn't get to see him. him. I didn't get to see him this week. He he sent me flowers. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. but that's almost kind of cuter. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think like when I just have, when I'm at a really good place with Jesus too, it means my relationship's at a really good place too, because like mm-hmm. oftentimes I can fall into like, oh, you're supposed to make me happy kind of, you know, thing and like, or looking to him for happiness. And so when I just have a good, when I'm really good at my relationship with Jesus, like it makes our relationship like so much stronger and so much better. And I'm, you know, and like, and I, I think I can give, it, like he feels more masculine around me and not like I'm trying to you know what I mean like it just is really good so yeah so yeah but I, I think I might get to see him at Easter so yeah how far do you guys live from each other again um he lives in Nebraska and I live in Texas currently oh. so far yeah about- I don't like that my boyfriend's at MSOE in Milwaukee which is like an hour and a half away and I hate it but I'm still <laughs> rotten, and I get to see him like all the time so it's fine um yeah. like weekends normally but still you got to go five days it's and, that's yeah, still so long distance though like I'm a spoiled little rat though <laughs> no yeah. he's my favorite human so yeah I'm yeah. like you come in you make yourself my favorite human and then you got to go away for so long goodness <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly. and I'm 18 helpful so yeah. oh well oh well anyways yeah. Cassidy do you have a classy moment ah uh, I think so yeah today I went I to so. outreach <laughs> love it um, yeah I outreach. went to outreach today at Protect Life Michigan so we go to the street we talk about abortion we ask people walking by us what do you think about abortion that it's our goal to change their mind on abortion and so I was telling my coworker today I was like on a scale of one to ten if ten is like the best pro-life apologist I think I'm a three <laughs> and so I was like I'll go because I want you guys to be able to reach more people I feel like I do awkward things I'm on the street talking to people about abortion I went today and my very first conversation was with this woman who only held an exception for the case of rape. And I talked to her through that and I explained how we should prosecute the rapist to the fullest until the law for the sake of justice. It's wrong. Um, obviously, rape is absolutely violent against women. And that is where justice comes in is, you know, women need to be protected from men who are assaulting them. Um, then I asked her the question, too, like, should we, uh, you know, if we put violence upon the child 
to, does that create justice? And does that resolve the trauma the woman has experienced? And after we talked through several situations and I did the trotting out the toddler. So basically compare this case they're using to if it was a toddler. And she was like, no, of course you wouldn't destroy the life. And it was amazing that at the end of like a five minute conversation, she became hundred percent pro-life. And I was really encouraged because she's like a 40 year old lady. And she told me that even before being 100% pro-life, she actually talked her daughter out of an abortion a few years ago. And now wow. her grandchild is alive because she Amazing. told her like, if you're living in my house, we're not having an abortion. And so I just thought like, wow, it's amazing how when we pray and ask God to help us end abortion, that he's answering that prayer in ways we don't even see. So today I got to see part of the fruit of those prayers. And you're always praying like, God, protect those lives, end abortion. Like God is doing that and he's working powerfully. And sometimes we don't even get to hear those stories until later. So that's cool. That is cool. That's beautiful. That is awesome. I know. That's beautiful. That's so exciting. I love it. So that was, that was all right. That that went pretty fast. Sometimes Hope and I's classy moment, tra- classy trashy moments take like half the episode. But... <laughs> they're like fun. I feel like that's like why we have. Oh yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. They're, it's, they're, they're like life lessons too. I'm so... having a life lesson right now. <laughs> we are working guys. So okay. what is the what is the episode today? Well, so today we are going to talk about a controversial subject that actually I was talking to Maya before this episode and hope I don't feel like we've ever we've touched on it, but we've never really talked about like had a whole episode about it, I don't think. And um, Maya and Cassidy's podcast is like basically on this they have so much knowledge. It's literally called the it's literally called podcast. the contraception pod literally. And called Yeah. So anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about this and we, at least myself in particular, I would love to learn from Maya and Cassidy because you guys just have a wealth of knowledge and we want to, you know, just hear your opinion. Side note, side note, Maya, I heard you on the What in the Dang Heck podcast this week. That was awesome. Yeah, I I just had I had to say something. I was yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because when she said what she said, I was like, Maya's got something to say, and I was like, hoping you would call in. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Because like I understand, you know, birth control, whatever, but like not that. Like I can't articulate it as well as you can. So you whipped up your phone, you called them up, and 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 like you know they have like seven thousand listeners, or from what I've heard, and like they all heard you and you informed them, and I thought that was so cool. So good for you. Yeah. amazing yeah was this and on the most the- recent episode yeah okay i only uh, got halfway through it so maybe i need to watch yeah. listen to yeah. it again. well it was an episode from last week so for all the people listening in so obviously we're going to talk about contraception in this episode like savannah and hope were saying um but there was this podcast that we all love y'all have to check it out it's called what in the dang heck and um and in the episode they had someone come on and talk about abortion and she talked about how um she had taken a plan b um right after she um had sex and um and they were and they basically said like kind of in the episode like they weren't sure so they kind of just said yeah like it's not an abortion pill like it's not abortion abortifacient and so I kind of just got on there and like called in and clarified that and I think that's a good place to where we could kind of start this conversation because I'm assuming most of your listeners are pro-life um I mean that's kind of what I'm assuming yeah I think honestly pro-life and catholic Savannah you're muted yeah Sorry, guys. I was muted while I was just saying that. All I was saying, <laughs> I think most of our listeners are pro-life, but I agree, Maya. I think that's a really good place to start. What is, well, let's just ask this question. What is plan B? What is the abortion pill? And are they the same or are they different? 
Yeah. Um, I guess I can start and then Cassidy, you add in when I, when I miss out what I miss out on. So yeah. Um, so as pro-lifers, we're all against abortion and we all believe that life begins at, well, as most pro-lifers would say, like at conception. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just to take y'all back in history a little bit, the reason why this is important to understanding is a lot of people will tell you that birth control or um, plan B, or it's not an abortifacient. Some people will tell you that the abortion pill doesn't kill a baby, which if you're pro-life, you probably know it does. Um, and, but basically the way I kind of explained, like I was talking to my mom and she kind of calls just birth, she calls plan B just basically something that can act as an er a really early abortion pill is basically what it can do. Um, and so both birth can hormonal birth control, um, and an abort, um, and plan B, sorry, it is late at night when we're recording y'all. Um, they can both act as an abortive patient, meaning they can both act to kill a child. And the way I explain this in that, in that, um, in that, uh, what's the word in that call in that I did was basically in back in the 1900s sometime, like I think in the 1960s, in order to make the birth control pill and plan B, which came a little later legal, they had to, and I'm sorry if there's some background noise, um, they had to, um, they had to change the definition of when life began, not at fertilization, but at implantation. Um, so when you have sex, the sperm and the egg come together, but they have to travel down and be implanted in the uterus. And so, but however, what both birth control, hormonal birth control and plan B can do while they say they prevent ovulation, they do not stop ovulation 100% of the time. Um, and so only, only a certain percentage. Um, and so that would be the egg basically. And so implanting in the womb, if once the baby is for fertilized and sperm and egg come together, that is a life as per lifers. We believe that that is a life from the moment it is a life, it is a human life. Right. And so, and then it has to travel and implant in the womb, but what both birth control and the board of the, uh, sorry, birth control and plan B can do um, is they, or any morning after pill you're taking, like Ella, I think is the name of the other one. Um, it can thin the uterine lining to meaning to mean the baby can't actually implant in the womb anymore. And so what happens is the baby dies and most women want to know that their baby dies, right? It'll just be, the baby will just become a part of the woman, right? And so um, it's estimated and I don't know the exact number on this, but there's a number on it. Um, so research listeners, if you're listening, but it's like every like every seven times or something like around that number you have sex during um during the during your ovulation period you form a baby and that baby dies and when you're on hormonal birth control and or you take a plan b pill afterwards so for any of our pro-lifers listening plan b definitely can be abortifacient and um and so can um birth control so i think that's a good place for our, our listeners to start at yeah I have a question. Um, so obviously birth control, I don't actually know how you get it. Like, I don't, is it something that's like prescribed to you or do you have to like get it at girlfriend? I'm, I've, I've never. <laughs> well, well, that's a good question. That yeah. Is a good question. Not that I'm trying to figure out how to get it, but my, my ultimate question is why is the plan B like locked up in those little boxes? And like, like mm -hmm. if it's not yeah. a bad thing, why is it locked up? I don't, I don't right. get it. That's a great question. Well, it's not locked up, I don't think, because you have to have, so you do not need a prescription for Plan B or Ella. So both of those are after you've had sex and you're like, okay, well, wait a second, I think I might be pregnant. I'm going to take these. So it's not the same as taking a hormonal birth control 
prior. So like this is a much higher dosage of the medications. The reason they're in the boxes is because they get stolen. So for example, if we go into Walmart and you see it in a box, it's kind of like when you go grab a shirt off the hanger and you, it has like the tag on it. So that if you walk out the door, it alarms, right? That's the point of it being in the box. So it's not something that has to be prescribed to you. Um, hormonal birth control that you take like 28 days a month, 30 days a month, that has to be prescribed to you by a physician. But since um, Ella and Plan B are typically taken one time after um, just unprotected sex, then those are not prescribed. So the reason they're in a box is not because of waiting for a pharmacy to let you have it, but because they're afraid people will steal it. So um, it kind of just, you know, going off what Maya had said, like, you know, there, there is a difference between the abortion pill and between and plan B. So they do work differently. So the fancy terminology, there's a really interesting article that I think people should read um, by the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists. So even if you're not sure where you stand on the issue of birth control, I strongly recommend that you read this. It's called The Embryocidal Potentials of Modern Contraceptives. And that's fancy terminology for saying ways embryos could possibly be killed through contraception. And anyone who's pro-life should care very greatly about that. Like if you put something in your body and it could potentially kill an embryo, that is destroying a human life. So we need to be very ethical about how we handle these issues. And their research has found that there are two ways that you can impact an embryo with things like plan B. So they kind of describe it this way that emergency contraceptives include both high dose progestins, which is plan B and next choice, as well as progesterone receptor antagonists. And that's what the you know RU46, the abortion pill is, and Ella. So if you're taking Ella, which is you know, a type of plan B that people use it that way. Um, that is working like the abortion pill because it's a progesterone. Um, like it's trying to stop the body from giving progesterone to, you know, the baby and to your uterus to continue pregnancy versus um, high dose like plan B is going to be something that's like adding more synthetic hormones to try to change the womb. So, you know, the concern with doing, you know, plan B is that it isn't actually something that's reducing ovulation. So people always say like, this is, you know, keeping sperm from getting to the egg. And this is, um, you know, keeping a child from ever being created. But actually, even for that to be possible, according to the research physicians have done, you have to know your cycle perfectly. <laughs> and you have to take it on a certain day. And, you know, it's not common in our culture for women to use NFP at all. Like it's pretty low number of women that do that. And those who are facing unexpected pregnancy very likely have no idea what day their cycle they're on. So you have no idea if you're using it on the right day per se. And so it can have other effects if it's not taken on a certain day of your cycle. So it thins the lining of the endometrium, which is a fancy word, the innermost lining of your uterus, which the reason you have a period is because your body is building up your womb every month in case you conceive a child. And you are normally, your womb is built up to a certain thickness so that if you conceive, the child can burrow into your womb and be implanted. And so hormonal contraceptives are thinning the endometrium so that if a child is already conceived, so conception actually happens in the fallopian tube and that child is traveling from the fallopian tube into the uterus where it will implant. So about five to six days after it was already conceived, the child will implant. But if your uterine lining has been thinned by either hormonal contraceptives or higher dose hormonal contraceptives like plan B, um, then the child cannot implant and they will die. So the difference of like, say the abortion pill is the child can already be implanted, already has gone that far and it will destroy the life versus plan B is usually working prior to implantation. Yeah. So yeah, all the reasons. So that was, that was a lot of really great information, Cassidy. And, um, 
feel free if you're listening to this and you're like, well, that was a lot to go back rewind. 10 minutes, rewind. But one thing, just one thing I just want to highlight that you said and that like, I don't, I don't think about this a lot is that I know we talk about how plan B can be an abortive patient. And obviously the abortion pill is abortion. It's an abortive yeah. patient, but <laughs> we don't think about how hormonal birth control, what so many women are on regularly can be an abortive patient. And right. like, I think that that's something that if more women knew that they would not be on hormonal birth control. Mm-hmm. What, what do you want to say, Hope? Well, because I want to know, so obviously I I haven't done a ton of research on birth control. I mean, I, 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 can, I, can, I can tell somebody why I'm not into it from a scientific point of view. I can do that. I can't debate it. Um, <laughs> but most of my opinion on birth control comes from the Catholic Church's teaching on birth control. And so I will never go on it. I will, if I need, you know, I will, I will <clears throat> learn my cycle and practice NFP, whether that is to avoid or get pregnant, either one. Um, but I want to know from, I don't know what perspective y'all are coming at it from. I know Maya's Catholic, Cassidy, you're Protestant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what, what are your takes then? Is it just hormonal birth control that you have an issue with? Or do you have, I mean, I have an issue with com- condoms, but like, do you guys have an issue on condoms from like a scientific perspective? Cause obviously hormonal birth control, it hurts women. Like it does. Um, and it's killing lives, but what do you think about things like condoms? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, if you, so like, yeah, I don't come at it with like the Catholic perspective per se, but I would tell you that I'm against condoms. I'm against, um, you know, barrier methods. So just to be clear to our listeners, so IUDs and hormonal birth control, the pill, patch, injection, et cetera, those can cause a child who has been conceived to pass away. Those are abortive patients. I'm sorry. And IUD yeah. can? Yeah, because yes. it, it, destroys, it destroys your uterus the same way that we explained. Like, why? It's like breaks down. So IUDs main... Describing women's to destroy their... Like, this doesn't make well, any sense. So it breaks down the uterine lining. So the main yeah. function of an IUD is to irritate your uterine lining. So mm-hmm. your the unborn child needs the uterine lining to survive. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if it's being broken down, I would I would argue from my research that the IUD is the most abortifacient form of contraceptive av- available. Yeah. I don't think there's anything and, more. And to- like we had a lady on our podcast and for anyone listening, everything Cassidy and I are saying right now, we have broken down in 30, 35 minute episodes, like each specific topic. So like obviously getting this all into part one, you know, it's a little tough, but yeah. like, yeah. So we had a lady on and she was telling us that they actually have like, um, um, what was the name of their funerals? They had a funeral for the IUD babies that they lost because they couldn't figure out why they kept miscarrying and mm-hmm. losing all their babies. Yeah. And it was because of the IUD. Um, because and so babies are more likely to be born premature and and be dead because yeah. of the IUD. Um, and of course that was a lot to do. That one was specific to um that one type of IUD that came out then. Um, but yeah, and like and to. And like, sorry, Cassidy, you can continue on about why, why you're against condoms. Because I think everyone else would be yeah. more interested in why you are because you're Protestant. And, and I just want to add this in really fast for any of our listeners here. And, and we're assuming most of you guys, if you made it this far, you're probably pro-life. Um, but I just want you to think about what 
um, the thinking around contraception or using a condoms would add to how that would add to abortion. Um, and, and that is the main reason I think every single person needs to be against contraception in any form is not just because the Catholic Church or 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 somebody told you to, right? It's because it increases abortion numbers exponentially. Until there was any form of contraception, there was no abortion. There was no abortion until there was contraception, you know, or or, or significant amount of abortion because because what is that what is abortion what is the fundamental root of why we have abortion the fundamental root of why we have abortion is this idea that we can use another person's body for our own pleasure right and that is the very idea of the sexual revolution the very idea of the sexual revolution is that we could use another person's body in sex for our own pleasure which came from why us not being whole right so we're not happy in who we are so we're going to use another person's body and then and then what does that tell you then what does that add to abortion right the most abortions are the result of an unexpected unintended pregnancy and they did a study at a school in the uk where they took in this high school they took away all access of contraception condoms, birth control, et cetera. And the amount of unintended pregnancies went down to almost zero. Whereas here in the US, when we're handing out condoms and putting Planned Parenthood's website on our whiteboard as a form of sex education, of course we're seeing unintended pregnancies because what are what are we telling all of the all of our high schoolers were telling you it's okay for you to use another person's body for your own pleasure, which is exactly what we do with abortion. And so that's what I just want to challenge any of the listeners here to think about is any form of contraception, even even if it doesn't harm the woman physically, you know, what is that doing to increase our abortion numbers? And then Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah, that's important for sure. So the reason I'm against condoms is it goes back to theology for me. I believe that God is the wisest family planner. I don't I don't believe that I need contraception in order to have a good life. Like one of the strongest points of marketing of contraception is that the only way women can have happy lives, fulfilling lives, good careers, et cetera, is if we have contraception. And one example of this is if you go on Planned Parenthood's website, they have an article about how birth control has helped women to achieve all of our successes. They literally say that women could not have achieved what we've done in the workplace, in school, you know, et cetera, in our lives. We couldn't have achieved any of it without birth control, which is highly misogynistic. It's basically saying that, you know, like without birth control, women as we are in our physiology, there's something wrong with us and we cannot achieve things. We cannot get degrees and have strong jobs because our physiology holds us back. And I believe that's inherently a lie. I don't believe that I need contraception as a woman to thrive and to have a good life. Um, there's not something wrong with your physiology. Your ability to conceive a child is not a weakness, it's not a problem, and it's not a disease. And so, you know, there are so many tools God has given us, like natural family planning, where we can understand our cycles. And also, women don't know, but they're typically fertile between, you know, six and eight days of the entire month. But if you're taking a hormone birth control pill, you think you're fer you're fertile 30 days a month because you're taking a pill 30 days a month. <laughs> so you must, you know, must be something going on that long. Wow. Um, but yeah, just to say, I giving out birth control, giving out condoms does not reduce abortion numbers. Every single form of contraception has a failure rate. And if you find yourself in that percentage of the failure rate, you, you, know, you took your birth control pill, you use the condom. What happens if they both fail? Are you ready to be a parent? Are you ready to embrace life with that child? Because, you know, sex comes with responsibility inherently. That's, you know, sex is something for adults to share and adults are meant to be responsible. Children are dependent. And that's what they're supposed to do. Children are supposed to depend on us. It is not their fault that they're conceived. Children are conceived of, of no action of their own. And it is adults' responsibility to care for them. And yeah. so- and 
you know, condoms are not benefiting our culture. It's making sex more casual and giving people a false sense of security, especially young people in in middle school and high school, the belief that sex is for recreation and that it's not sacred and it's not meaningful to save for their marriage. Exactly. And just to end us off on part one, remember everyone to go over and listen on um, part two on our platform, which is the contraception pod. Um, Just to end us off, you know, we are taking... Um, we've taken the idea of a child of pregnancy away from sex, which is like the point of sex. So um, yeah, when you do that, you get abortions. So join us on part two. On yeah, we're going to be talking about a little bit more about fertility awareness and all that kind of stuff. So join us next week and everybody have a good night.